Hey, let's thank our worship team for leading us this morning. Uh, you guys can grab a seat. Thanks again so much for being here in the midst of all this craziness. Uh, just uh, last weekend, we finally did a little graduation celebration for our middle daughter, Gracie. She graduated uh, from Perkins High School early in June, and, and uh, with all the things happening, you know, we delayed and delayed and finally had a little get-together, and people came out. And, uh, she, Gracie and then her cousin Molly, they were, they were setting up this table, and, and there was this uh, kind of decorative wood pallet thing, and they're they're posting all these different pictures, taking all these pictures out of boxes uh, and bins and creating this beautiful display. And for a few minutes before anybody ever got here, I was just standing there and I was just kind of taken on a trip down memory lane as a dad. And uh, just seeing pictures of Gracie from when, from when she was a baby um, all the way up till now as a, as a young woman getting ready to go off to college and uh, yeah, it was a little emotional. Uh, I was thinking about uh, a memory of when I first taught her how to ride a bike without training wheels. Now, Gracie, when she had the training wheels on, she was a daredevil. I mean, she would whip around the driveway, and sometimes that bike would go up onto one training wheel almost, you know, and you're freaking out. And uh, But man, when we, when we approached her about taking the training wheels off, she would have no part of it. I mean, she was, she was filled with fear. And I, you know, and as much as I would coax her, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to hold the seat. I'm going to be right there with you. You don't have to worry. It didn't matter what I said. She was filled with fear. And the sad thing is that the, the fear of falling was keeping her from the freedom of riding. You know, the same thing can happen in your life in my life. Maybe our fear isn't riding a bike for the first time without training wheels, but all of us have real fears and real worries. In her book called uh, Get Out of Your Head, Jenny Allen says there's two words that affect us so powerfully on a daily basis with fear and worry, and those words are, what if? What if? For Gracie learning to ride the bike, it was, well, what if I fall? What if dad lets go? What if I get hurt? For some of us, it's different. It may, maybe it's, what if something happens to my kids? Just Friday night, about, uh, I guess it was Saturday morning, very, very early, like 1.32, we were all sound asleep, and all of a sudden, our, the fire detector went off in our house. I mean, it wasn't just the blip to let you know that the battery needs change. It was like full out going. And I heard Lisa say, oh, no. And I mean, I was up and I was bolting down the hallway to check on the kids as quickly as I possibly could. My heart's racing. And then for the next two and a half to three hours, I just laid there awake because we never figured out what set it off. I'm laying there with worry, with Fear, like, did I miss something? What, what really was going on? Is there something that we need to be concerned about? We all have these what-if kind of moments. Or maybe it's what if I get let go from my job? I mean, that's a, that's a greater reality right now than ever before. And some of you, even in this room, have lost work because of everything happening. 
Or maybe your what if is, what if I contract COVID-19? I was just down in our kids' celebration hallway, and I was talking with a volunteer, and they said, would you please pray? I just got word about a family that I know, and all of them have it. What if? What if I get close to a friend, and they let me down again? Or this one, what if things never go back to normal? I mean, I'm starting to wonder that. This has been going on a long time. The the, the danger of living in the what if is it keeps us from moving forward. It stifles us. And many of the what ifs won't even become a reality. Robert Leahy says 97% of what we worry over is not much more than a fearful mind punishing you with exaggerations and misperceptions. Isn't that true? Now, some of our what-ifs do come true, but man, 97% of the time, the things that we're, we're worrying about, the things that we're fearful over, never even come to pass. And then we've wasted so much time and emotional energy living in fear and worry. So in her book, Jenny Allen says, what if we were to replace the word, what if? What if we were to replace it with, because God? Because God loves us. Because God cares for us. Because God is still in control. How would it change our lives if we quit living a what-if life of fear and worry and could live because God. In his famous Sermon on the Mount, Jesus addresses this, and it's how we want to finish our Don't Be Afraid series this weekend. It's Matthew chapter 6. And if you want to turn in a Bible there or jump on your Bible app on your phone, or you can you can simply follow along on the screen. And Jesus was addressing the fears and worries that people were facing of that day. And so there's a large gathering of people, including Jesus' friends and the disciples. And Jesus says these words to them. He says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food, and your body more than clothing. So here Jesus is addressing some basic, I mean, like the basic necessities of life, food and drink and clothing. And honestly, for most of us in the room, those are not our what-ifs. Those are not our everyday worries or fears. When we're hungry, we just make a call and the pizza guy shows up on our doorstep. Actually, the pizza guy doesn't even show up. Just the pizza now, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we just, we're hungry. We just go to the fridge. And even though I know I've said and my kids have said, you know, they op- you open the doors, and there is just nothing to eat in this house. <laughs> and yet there's all kinds of stuff, right? It just doesn't happen to be what I particularly want at the moment. It's a want, not a need. Even when it comes to clothing, most of us, Most of us got up today and we picked out something to wear. We weren't worrying whether we had anything to wear. One person in the earlier service said, well, 
we are worrying whether it fits now. The COVID-15 is building up, you know. <laughs> so those, uh, those may not be our everyday necessity kind of what-ifs, but you know what? For the people that were listening to Jesus that day, many of them were very poor. Their what-if was, what if we don't have food tonight? Their what-if very may well have been, what if we can't provide for the basics that our family needs? And Jesus, he's, he's really presenting a choice to his listeners. When he says, you don't have to worry about the basics of life. Isn't life more than that? Isn't life more important than just those things? He's, he was really posing the, the question, are, are we going to live with a fear of the unknown or are we going to put our trust in a known God and Savior? And it's the same question that we have to ask ourselves with our own list of fears and worries today. And so Jesus then goes on a little further to give an illustration, an object lesson. As Jesus often would, he would point to a tree or he'd point to a path or he'd point to an animal and he'd say, let's think about this for a minute. And here Jesus says, I want you to look at the birds. And I can just imagine as he said it, everybody just, because they were outside and they just started looking around. And, and he said, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. Why? He says, for your heavenly Father feeds them. He was giving another because God. The birds don't worry. I've never, I've never looked up in the sky and saw a bird, you know, like freaking out. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I don't really know what, what freaking out to a bird looks like. But I don't think they were, they're not up there seemingly worrying and fretting about where they're going to get their next meal. They're just up there flying and free. And I think that's what Jesus is calling us towards. Towards a because God kind of life that is free because we're trusting in Him. And, and then he, he, he says this question at the end. He says, and aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? If I was standing there in the crowd, I would have been like, Jesus, come on, did you really need to say that? Of course, like, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Of course I know that I'm more important than the birds. Of course we understand that. So why did Jesus need to say it? Because they had forgotten. And sometimes we forget. Or sometimes because of what we're facing and the odds that are against us or the, the worries that are spiraling out of control in our hearts and minds, we too forget and we start to question and wrestle, wondering, God, do you really love me? God, do you really care? And Jesus is saying when we're worried like that, all we need to do is look at the birds. And I would say, if, if, if you don't have some birds to look at, look at the cross. Look at the cross when you're wondering if God loves you, when you're worrying if God cares. I mean, think about the most well-known verse in all the Bible. 
It's a because God verse. Because God loved the world so much, you so much, he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Does God love? Does God care? Just look to the cross so much so he would, he would give up the life of his son so that we could have a restored relationship with God and the hope of eternity. God loves. We don't have to fear or worry because God. Back to Gracie. <laughs> I want to take us back to her bike riding experience in a moment. But before I do, Jesus addresses one more fear to the people that day. And it wasn't just the fear of the media, the fear of the absolute necessities. It was the fear of tomorrow. Depending on what version of the Bible you might be looking at, it may say something like, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. I love how the message, which is really a, a paraphrase of the Bible, puts it. It says, Jesus said, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. See, if we're being honest, perhaps many of us in the room, our greatest fears don't have to deal with today, but they do have to do with tomorrow. That's where the what-ifs just start to flood our minds and hearts. And Jesus was reminding his listeners in this passage, in this incredible sermon, that we don't have to worry about tomorrow, that we should just focus our entire attention on what God is doing right now and then know that when the hard times come. And that's what I love about what he says in this passage. Look at it one more time. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Jesus wasn't ignoring the fact that there's real hardship, that there is real worry and fear. He wasn't just a, oh, don't worry, be happy. He knew that there would be real hard things. But he said we don't have to fear or worry about those because God would be with us when we face those. God is already in our tomorrows. And so we don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. That day that I was teaching Gracie to ride her bike without training wheels, she was so filled with fear. And we took them off, and finally, I was running alongside of her. And eventually, I could tell that she was doing it. And so I let go. And then she fell. No, just kidding. <laughs> I let go. I let go and I said, Gracie, you're doing it. And she, she turned and she looked at me and her eyes were so big and she was filled with fear, but then she was filled with joy and excitement. And she overcame the fear of falling and began to enjoy the freedom of riding. Now, she's 19, or almost 19 years old now. She's getting ready to go off to college. And when she takes a bike ride, I, I, don't, I don't run alongside of her anymore. <laughs> But you can bet she knows where home is 
and she knows that her dad's only a phone call away, and that if and when she falls, in whatever way, I'll be there in a heartbeat. And that's the heartbeat of God the Father for us. You know what I love now? <laughs> when, Gracie's, when Gracie gets a little stressed or she's feeling anxious or overwhelmed, and she does, just like all of us do in moments, you know what one of her favorite things to do now when that happens is? To just go for a bike ride. <laughs> and the thing that once caused her such fear and trepidation is actually an incredibly freeing thing for her to just kind of ride it off. And the same thing can happen in your life, in my life. When we turn our worries and fears over to God and stop living in the what if and start living for the because God. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for your truth. Thank you that you know what we are facing. That you don't that you don't chastise us for fearing and worrying, but you invite us. You invite us to come to you. You invite us to trust your love and goodness in our life. You remind us to look up, to look at the birds. And they aren't worried. And God, if you care for them, how much more do you care for us? So I pray that you would give us a renewed sense of trust today. And God, that you would help us not be trapped by the fear of failing or falling, but that we would step into the freedom of riding and truly living. And that with that freedom, we would honor you and we would choose to serve others in love. To that end, we pray and ask this, Jesus. Amen.